welcome to the New Christian Life Church's live stream, where the pastors are Pastors Richard and Emma Butler, and we are so glad that you are joining us today. No matter what it may look like, we believe and know that God is in control. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble, Psalms 46 and 1. And with the help of modern technology, we can gather virtually to praise, worship, and minister God's Word. If this is your first time tuning in, we would like to give you a special welcome. You could have picked any church's live stream, but you chose ours, and we thank you for that. Our mission is to go to the highways and hedges to share God's Word throughout the world, whether it be in person, at our church, or virtually on your phone, tablet, computer, or smart TV. Make sure to like and follow us on social media at Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, and Instagram. And share this with your family and friends. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it and we appreciate you. It's working in us, it's working in you. It's more than enough, more than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. Yes, it is. It's more than enough. I don't know about you, but I can imagine some great things. Amen. Hallelujah. What about you? Can you imagine great things? Yes, great things in the Lord. Hallelujah. If you can, come on, lift up a praise in the house. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, oh God. Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. More than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. Come on, declare it. It's more than enough, more than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. It's more than enough, more than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. Yes, it is. It's more than enough, more than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. It's more than enough, more than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. It's more than enough. More than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. It's more than enough. There's a reason why I'm walking up and down these stairs. I got a knee brace on right here. I couldn't do this. And I have stairs in my house. I would have to go up. This is the knee that's hurt. I would have to do this all the way up the stairs. Even coming here today, 
I had to do that. But now, when I came from back there, I was like, wait a minute. I walked right up. More than you ask, think, or imagine. So I'm going to share this testimony. I was on prayer Thursday night on a prayer call. And Minister Penn said, who needs prayer? Sister Vera said, I need prayer for my neck. I said, and I need prayer for my knee. <laughs> Amen. Minister Lindsay, over the phone, over the phone, prayed for us over the phone. And when I say, she said to me, she said, sit up straight in the chair, hold your legs out, and she began to pray. Then she said, get up and do something you couldn't do before. You got to put your faith in action. And let me tell you, I know I got delivered that night. Minister Vera got delivered that night. We were both saying, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And I'm telling you, the enemy tried to come back and say, yeah, you think you healed. So I was looking, let me go find some flats. Let me go do this. That's why I got these on today, y'all. But when I walked up those stairs, I said, God, I thank you. You still move. You still heal. His power is real, y'all. More than you ask, think, or imagine. According to this power, it's working in us. It's more than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, go ahead and give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. Give him some glory. Give him some honor in this house. God still loves us. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Glory to your name. It's more than enough. More than you ask, think, or imagine. According to its power, it's working in us. More than enough. Hallelujah. It's more than enough, more than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. It's more than enough, more than you ask, think, or imagine. According to his power, it's working in us. Yes, it's more than enough. More than you ask, think, or imagine, according to his power, it's working in us. It's more than enough. More than you ask, think, or imagine, according to his power, it's working in us. It's more than enough. Yeah, they Rebebe Koskuraman, Dele. More than you ask, Rabba 
ask me for much, says God, more than you ask, think, or imagine. Ask of me what you need, says the Lord. Ask of me what you need, says the Lord. I am here. I am the provider. Ask of me what you need. Ask of me. More than you ask. More than you ask. More than you ask. Think or imagine. More than you ask, think or imagine. More than you ask. More than you ask. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Okay. More than you ask, think or imagine. Yeah, I knew then, but I really know now. Shantalaba kiss kurabata. Lama kasa kana eposh grabaye ketere bosuku mandala bahe. Oh, more than you ask, Rebeke Shaketala Anene Mosokura. More than you ask. Yeah, Kandalele Mosok. Lorabashekurabakata. Hey, according to his power. According to his power, according to his power, according to his power, according to his power. Yes, the remnant. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well. The message that the Lord has for you today, he, he wants you to ask for something. He wants you to ask for something. And, and I'll tell you, I'm going to share with you how, the, how I got this word from God. But he wants you, and those of you who are watching, he wants us to ask him for something. More than you ask, think, or imagine. He wants you, he wants us to call for new wine from heaven. I'm going to say that one more time. Call, ask, pray, command. Call for new wine from heaven. It's already started. I, I, it, I didn't, I, I knew, you know how you know, y'all can keep playing just for a little bit more. You know how you know when God gives you a word, right? Ministers in here, and you know, but then there's something on the inside that says, well, maybe. And then you get a confirmation, then there's something that says, maybe. But when I stepped up in here today, I said, for show, for show. This is what God wants. Amen. For sure, for sure. Let, let's pray first. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify your name. You are the king. You are the Lord. You are the one that we adore. Yes, you are. We acknowledge you to be our God. And we thank you for being in covenant with us. Father, we thank you even in advance for wine, for new wine, for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Father, even as it was right now, we thank you for being Jira. We thank you for being the one that provides for us. Hallelujah. We thank you that even more than we ask or think or imagine, Father, your power is working in us to produce that. Produce more, hallelujah, than what we think. And, Father, we thank you that it is according to your power. And, Father, we thank you for this word. Holy Spirit, as always, think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords. Father God is you and only you. And we thank you, Father. And I count it a privilege to be able to share your heart with your people. Father God, I love you. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Give God praise. Ah, man, that I must say. Y'all don't y'all can have your seats. You all know I love worship, so I stay there the whole day. But I, I know that God wants this, this word to go out for the body of new Christian life and the body of, of believers as a whole. And as I said, the, the title of this is Call for New Wine from Heaven. And, and you'll see where this, this comes from. So this, when, when God gave this to me, I, I was saying, Lord, you know, this, this is heavy. Even as I was studying it, is even as I was meditating on this word now how God works in in with me a lot is dreams and a vision here and there but but mostly dreams and um you know in searching the word that that is how God speaks amen when you look at uh Joshua um not Joshua Joseph when he was in Egypt right even before he went to Egypt he dreamed where he would become, and then he interpreted dreams while he was there. When you look at Daniel, Daniel interpreted dreams. Solomon had a dream where God gave him the wisdom, and Jacob had dreams. Abraham had dreams. I could just call the role. Even in the New Testament, Joseph of Arimathea had a dream where, where Jesus came to him and said, get your son out. You know, God came and warned him. So God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He doesn't change. So I'm, and, and I want you to just play close attention in the way the Lord wants me to give this to you today. I will tell you the dream first, when it happened. I will give you the confirmations that came and when that happened. Make sense? Okay. So on February 20th, 2022, this, this, this is what came to me in a dream, and I'm going to read the dream to you. The, now, the central theme of the dream is it's about change. It's about shifting. It's about aligning. There's a shift that's happening in the spirit. I know we are, we've gone through and still in the midst of actually the shaking, but there is something that, that, that there is something that's going to change after that. God wants us to be prepared for what comes next. So it is a shifting. It is a, a, an alignment. And then this dream is also about a personal relationship with Jesus. So as we go through this and as we break it down, as we 
um, unpack this. I want you, don't, be, don't think about, oh, don't try to interpret the dream when you hear it. Because, you know, people, some, people, we do that sometimes. What did she really mean? Dreams are symbols, right? So it's not literal all the time. So you may hear something, but don't, don't try to just let God unpack it for us because it's God who gives the interpretation. This is not what I came up with. This is what God gave me. Amen? So um, God wanted me to share this to you. When, when I say shift in movement, um, he said it's like how, you remember Elijah in the book of, of First Kings, right? He was at the brook of Sharif. God was sustaining him, right? He was sustaining him in that brook. He was feeding him right there. But there came a time in Elijah's life where God had to shift him. He said, move from the brook. Now I need you to go to the widow because she's going to sustain you. So he, he showed that to me because he wants us to understand that when we are in certain patterns in our life, it may seem dry, it may seem like we're in a waiting pattern, that he will give you instruction on where to shift and where to move spiritually, not necessarily physically. And I, I have to point that out. This is a spiritual thing that God is showing us. Amen? Amen. Thank y'all so much for being here today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, so now let's, let's just get into the dream. So February 20th, 2022. This is the first part of the dream, and I'm just going to read it all. I was sitting in a church service. There were many people attending different races. Then twin male dancers entered down the middle aisle. They were dressed in black, and they were facing each other. They were dancing to a song playing on a track. At that point, one of our worship leaders stood up and began to sing over that track. Now, the worship leader was singing these words, and I quote, we have got to change. We have got to change. Then, after I saw that, Tim and I, we were in a congregation. We were in a church service waiting to take communion. While waiting for communion, I went back to check on to see what was happening because the, the communion wasn't coming. They weren't passing it out. When I got in the back, I saw empty communion glasses stacked up. That's, that's, a, that's a point to remember empty communion glasses. The glasses only had a few drops of the communion wine or juice in them. Then I heard these words, and I didn't see the face. Then I heard these words. We need to pray and command wine from heaven. I went where the others were, and there was a cell phone. Remember, I told you guys, symbols. There was a cell phone on on, um, it was on speaker, and my mother's voice came out of the cell phone saying that we went to another church. Don't take that as literal. That's a symbol. Okay? And she said it was nice. Don't, and we're going to break that down later. God is going to break it down. It says, then I went back, then I went back to check 
on the communion again, and everyone was gone. Then I went back into the sanctuary and told everyone that was sitting there, we should leave. They're gone, we should leave. Okay, that's the end of the dream. Now, I began to seek God about the dream's meaning. And, and mind you, I talked to my mom and dad about this before I got up here and spoke this because what I've learned over the years in, in, in the prophetic, when you move in dreams, and even when you speak over someone's congregation and it's about the congregation, it's about the body, you got to make sure that the leaders are in line with what you're saying. Amen? So I, I did. I, y'all don't think I'm just getting up here doing this. I did. Talk to them about it. And so as I began to seek God about the dream, the words new wine came to me. And I'm like, you want us to call for new wine, God? You want it? So I began to pray about it. So then that was the 20th. On the 26th, now here's the confirmation. On the 26th, I went to my mom and dad's house, and they had no idea I had this dream. And we were just sitting there talking. My brother was there. Um, if he was here, he could testify to it, too. We were just sitting there talking, and then my mom just began to talk. She said, you know, um, I've been praying about, you know, we need to have a revival, and it needs to be new wine. And I stopped. I said, what did you say? <laughs> she said, new wine. I s- and I said, Mom, I just had a dream about that. And I told her about the dream. And she looked at me. She said, you kidding? I said, <laughs> I said no, I'm not kidding. And my brother said, no, she's not kidding. So that was confirmation number one. I was like, all right, Lord. And I kept praying about it, kept seeking God. Then on the prayer call this last Thursday, uh, Minister Penn was praying. And Minister Penn began to ask the Lord for new wine. Right? Yeah. She began to ask the Lord for new wine. And I was like, Father, in the name of Jesus. I said, okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. Yes, I will share it. I will share it. So the Bible tells us that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established, right? So I took that. I said, okay, God, I got, I got, the, I got the, the word from you. I got the confirmation. So we finna go ahead and unpack this word. Amen? Amen. So let's start with the first part. And while I'm talking about that, if you could, guys can turn to John uh, chapter 4. We're going to be in that a little bit. Um, so in the first part of the dream, remember I said to you, I said the twins, there were twins that came into the church, right? While we, they were dressed in black. Now what the Lord revealed to me was with that, the interpretation he gave me is that those twins that tried to creep in the church, they were trying, I should say, to creep into the church was the spirits of fear and religion. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit. This, 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 yeah. The, those spirits were trying, trying to enter the church. But when that worship leader stood up and began to sing and, and, and worship, and saying the words, we have got to change, right? Then the glory of the Lord removed that spirit of fear in religion. So what God is saying to us, one, yes, we got to change. This is personal. 
We've got to change. We have got to look into each and every one of our lives to say, okay, where God, where is fear? Fear can come from anywhere or anything or anybody. You know, the, the enemy could come in with anything. And when that happens, we have to fall on our face and ask God to show us where it's coming from. And then what you do, you begin to renounce that. And then you worship the Lord and you give God praise over that area of deliverance. Does, does that make sense? So the other thing that God was telling me, he said, true worship is true worship. That will overtake the enemy. True worship. John chapter 4, verse 19. If you could go to verse 19. This is the story of the Samaritan woman. And I know this is a familiar story to all of us. But in verse 19 it says, The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive you to be a prophet. So he had just told her about her entire life, right? In verse 20, it says, now here is where the spirit of religion came in with her. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So she was stuck on the physical place of where they should worship. She was stuck on their their, uh, customs, their traditions, of where they and how they needed to worship, right? Jesus said to her, he said to her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews meaning the Messiah is coming from the lineage of the Jews. Verse 23, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. True worshipers, you worship in spirit. 24 said, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when the spirit of fear and spirit of religion is trying to creep in, and you, being a spirit being, worship God in truth because he is a spirit being, amen, and you are connected to God through your worship, it drives out the evil spirit. Don't get, we cannot, people of God, we cannot be so caught up in how things used to be done. We cannot. Just like Elijah, let's go back to what I told you about Elijah. He was at the brook of Sharif, and, and then what happened, 1 Kings chapter 17, you can look at it. He was at the brook of Sharif. What if he would have told God when God said, get up from the brook and go to the widow's house? What if he would have told God, no, I'm used to being here. You've always fed me here. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay right here. But the word of the Lord said, shift. The word of the Lord said, transition. The word of the Lord says, move. 
When the Holy Spirit is moving, we have to obey. We have to obey. When he's moving, we have to hear and we have to obey. Because if we don't obey, then we are out of alignment. And the body of Christ is a body, right? Like what was going on with my knee. If something was out of alignment, it didn't work. I couldn't walk right. I couldn't move right. I couldn't go up and down the stairs like I was supposed to. What happens to the body of Christ when you are not obedient? That's something for us to think about. What happens? Because we're just all parts of a body. You, you, you may be the ear, and it's your, it's your job to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And if you're not hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church and you're the ear, that means you've turned a deaf ear. Now the church can't hear God and can't move where they need to move. So when we hear a word from God, we have got to move. We have got to be obedient. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not, it wasn't a, um, a decision that you can make on your own. It wasn't God saying to you, if you want to worship me in spirit and truth, you can. It, that's not what Jesus said. He said, they that worship him must, it's a command, must, must worship in spirit. You must, you can't worship any other kind of way. You can't worship just because it sounds good. You don't worship just because it makes you feel good. You worship because you worship God in spirit and you worship God in truth. It, and, 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 and we have to understand, it, the beat don't have to be right. As much as I love bass, man, if there's no bass, no bottom or whatever, I can still worship God. In truth, you are transparent before God. You hide nothing from God. Remember, this is, this is about Intimacy. When you are in worship, you're letting God see everything about you. He see it anyway. So it's about us being honest with him as to where we are. Because if you are not honest with God with where you are, you will get into the, the, the I'm going to do things the same way every time. You'll get into a pattern. Where you just, you, you do things, just, you're just doing it. And you don't even know why you're doing it. That's how the spirit of religion creeps in. I go to church on Sunday because that's what my mom and daddy taught me to do. I go to church on Sunday because if I don't show up, they're going to be wondering where I'm at and I don't feel like hearing them people. So I'm going 
Not because I'm going because I worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Not because I'm going because I know the Holy Ghost is going to meet me there. God is going to give me a word so I can live my life for him. That's not why I'm going. I'm going just because I was taught to do this. See, when you begin to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, all of this that you see on Sunday will flow over to Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back again on Monday. We have got to change. When those words came, I was like, Father, help me. Show me where I need to change. Because I got it first. And I know I needed to change. We're not perfect. So we might as well get to the truth part and say, God, I know I'm not perfect. Help me where I am, where I need your help. The woman at the well wasn't perfect. And Jesus told her. And she said, well, okay, you're a prophet. And he began to talk to her about worship. And then she went and told everybody, there's a man that told me all that I was. But let me tell you something. Through her being open, she got saved, and the rest of the people in the town came, and they believed. And they told her, we believe not because of what you said now, but because we know him for ourselves." That's where God wants to use us as his church, as his body of believers, where you begin to testify to others about the goodness of God and tell the truth. What that will do that will drive, draw others to the kingdom of God. Amen. And then they'll say, now I know him for myself. So the other thing that, that the Lord showed me, he said, to everything there is a season and a time and a purpose. So this shaking that we've been in, that it was a season, but, but it's, it's, it's coming to an end. Understand something about prophetic words. They may take time. Some you might see immediately. Some you may take over time. When you think about Isaiah, I think about Isaiah all the time. I said, Isaiah the prophet, he prophesied the birth of Jesus Christ and never saw it. But it happened. Hmm. Make you think about it, right? Hallelujah. And thank God he prophesied it. Thank you, Jesus. So, so that was part one. We've got to change. Our worship needs to be pure. We got to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Worship from your spirit. Worship from your spirit. Example, sometimes we walk in here, you don't feel like worshiping God. Worship is not, or not just walking in here. When you're home, you don't feel like worshiping God. Let's deal with out there at the home. You don't even feel like lifting your hands sometimes. Things happen around you, and you the first thing you want to do is just go off in your feelings and in your emotions. But we have to get to the point where when things happen around us, we don't, 
the first thing we do is either fall to our knees or lift our hands and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I think we heard it today. It might not look right all around me, but I'm going to worship you anyway. That needs to be happening when we're home. Okay. Part two. I said we were in the church service waiting to take communion, and while waiting for communion, that's when I went to the back to see what was happening. So let's, let's deal with this piece about while waiting for communion. The, when I sought the Lord about this piece, he was saying um, the interpretation he gave was that communion, of course, equals intimacy. Communion is kononia. When you look up that word in the New Testament, that's fellowship, that's intimacy, that's the Greek word kononia. And he's saying this is, this is a time where, where you share or exchange intimate thoughts with him. So that, that statement, while waiting for communion, you're waiting, how do I say it? It's <coughs> a lot of us are waiting for, uh, for, for the next move of God. We, we really want to see God move in a deeper way, and we, we, we're, we're desiring a deeper connection. But what the Lord was showing me, it, it's not bad that you're waiting, but you can't expect it to come the same way. While waiting for communion, we were waiting for it, expecting it to come the regular way. Yes. We were waiting. Like, when they going to pass it out? We were just sitting there. Like, what's going on? When they going to pass it out? You're waiting for that intimacy with God to come the exact same way. And God is saying, no, it's not going to come that same way. <laughs> Jesus. That's why true worship is important. When you worship God in spirit and in truth, you will be so connected with him that when he moves, you're, you're syncopated with him. There, there's a choreographed movement that he has. So you're so connected that when he shifts, you shift. I was at the brook today. But now I'm over here in this region. So when he shifts, you shift. That's when you get that intimate connection with him. Oh, my God. His thoughts become your thoughts. Didn't he say his ways are higher than our ways? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when we begin to connect with him on that deep level, hallelujah, then his thoughts become your thoughts. You begin to think like God. You begin to act like God. And then you begin to see God move in your life like never before. Hmm. It's not a bad thing to be in a waiting pattern sometimes. Isaiah said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. But something happens after your strength is renewed. When we are in a waiting pattern sometimes, 
We are there. We are with God, and God is strengthening us. But you don't stay in the waiting pattern. Isaiah said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Then they shall what? Mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. So they were waiting, but now they're moving. They're flying, they're running, they're walking, they're doing everything that the Holy Ghost is telling them to do. Thank you, Jesus. So, hallelujah. So, it's not a bad thing to be waiting. But just don't expect it to come the same way. Because that is a spirit of religion. What we need to ask God, when God strengthens us, and then we begin to mount up with wings as eagles, and we're running, we're asking God for revelation. Show me. Show me what you want me to do. Turn to 1 Corinthians. See, the enemy, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the enemy wants to keep you in fear and religion. Because if he can keep you in fear and in religion, then you won't move where the Holy Spirit is saying for you to move. We're not flowing. We're not getting revelation. Amen? Amen. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. Y'all don't mind if I take my time through this, right? Verse 9 says, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. There are things that God has prepared for you because you love him. Hmm. Verse 10, but God has revealed them. Somebody say reveal. God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Important to worship in spirit. Because when you worship, revelation comes. Deep things are revealed. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Deep things are revealed unto you. Thank you, Jesus. Your eyes haven't seen it. Your ear hadn't even heard it. What God has prepared for you. Yes, it's been hard these past couple of years. Yes, it has been I mean, it seems like the enemy has been coming from every which way he can come. But God says, eyes haven't seen nor ears heard what I have prepared for you. But if you stay connected to me, the Holy Spirit, which knows the heart of God, will reveal those things unto you that he has prepared for you and your family, for you and your children, and your children's children. Shut up.
He said, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, even the deep things of God. Verse 11 says, for what man knoweth the things of a man except or save the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, knows all things. He knows the heart of God. And when you get connected with him, he will reveal to you what is yours concerning you. Mm. Worship in this hour is important. Worship. Worship. Personal time, worship and prayer. You can't forget about that. It's important. Hallelujah. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. God is reminding us who we are. But the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us. You got to know what's yours. And the way you're going to know what's yours is getting connected, having that intimate time with God where his thoughts become your thoughts. And you'll know what's yours. There is a book in heaven that is written of you. Psalms 139. Go read it. There is a book that has everything concerning you written down. How are you going to know what God has already written for your life? Has already planned for your life? If you don't get in his face. Psalms 139. Go check it out. The books are written of me. That's what it says. (laughs) Verse 13. Which things also we speak. Not in the word which man's wisdom teaches. But the Holy Ghost teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. I told you at the beginning, this is a spiritual thing. The Holy Ghost is teaching you. The Holy Ghost is revealing to you. The Holy Ghost is working this thing. This is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. So we might as well get in line and hook up with him because he's getting ready to move in a way like never before. And we want to be right there working alongside with him, partnering with him. Mm. Verse 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That's why we need to be connected, because they're spiritually, cons- they're spiritually discerned. Okay. The next part in the dream. So remember I told you we were waiting for it, but when I, I went to the back and I saw empty communion glasses stacked up, right? The glasses only had a few drops of communion or juice in them. Then I heard these words, we need to pray and command wine from heaven. So wine is, is the Holy Spirit. Wine is the Holy Spirit. And the Lord showed this to me. He said this to me. He said, some of us feel as though we're operating on empty. 
and we desire to see more manifestations of the Holy Ghost in our lives and God operating in our lives, but you feel like you're operating on empty, I'm, I'm just running on fumes, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, God, I'm, I've been trying, I, 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 I don't... God, that, that, that zeal, that passion that you had before, that, 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 that desire that to be in his presence, to do what he called you to do, that has faded. Mm. And you feel like you're operating on empty. It's faded. That fire, that fire that used to roar is now smoldering. It's smoldering. It's maybe a few little. What I'm seeing right now is just like you know how those little embers and the smoke just coming up. That's that's all we got right now. We don't have that roaring fire. <laughs> that's why we have to command and ask for new wine from heaven. Because the enemy has beaten up so much every which way. What's happening now, God? What's going on? It's like that zeal of the Lord. Did that? Maybe it's just me because I know he was talking to me too. That zeal of the Lord where you just want to, I want to just go preach. I just want to go do this. I just want to go do that. It's now a smoldering ember. All you see is some smoke rising, no flames. But God said, we ain't going to stay there. I don't care if you've been feeling like that. When we get ourselves in the right position, you ain't going to stay there. That smoldering, that fire that was there, it's going to be there, and it's going to be even more greater. That fire, that passion, that zeal that you once had, it's going to come back with such a force that it's going to even surprise you because it's going to be more than what you had before. Remember, it's new wine that's coming. It ain't going to be like it was before. It's going to be better. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be different. But we're at that fork in the road right now where we make a choice. Hmm. Do we stay and expect the same old, same old, or do we shift and move with the Holy Ghost because there is a new wave of glory coming and we position ourselves for that wave so that your embers will now ignite and it will explode and it will, oh my God, the fire will be so much greater than before. Go to Joel. <laughs> I know we're going through a lot of scriptures today, but I was like, God, you have to give me scriptures to, to Joel chapter 2. And we're going to kind of stay in here a little bit. Joel. Joel chapter 2. And we're going to start at verse 12. So we're, we feel like we are on empty. But he told us, he said, call, 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 and command, pray, and command wine from heaven. Those words stuck out to me, pray and command, pray and command. And I'm like, Lord, 
can I command? A command is an authoritative order, right? And the scripture tells us that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. So what God is saying, he's given us the authority. He's already given us the authority to bind and loose. So if we command wine from heaven, it has no choice but to come because we have the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ backing us up when we command for it. Verse 12 says this, Joel Joel chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Therefore also now, says the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart. Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And with fasting and weeping and with mourning and rend your hearts and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. So he's saying to us, rend our hearts, our hearts, like we said earlier. It's about that intimate spirit. Amen? Amen. Drop down to verse 17. This is some good stuff that God has in here for us. Verse 17 says this. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between porch and altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore, should they say among the people, where is their God? So what God is saying here, he said, let the ministers, let the, let, let the priests now, it's not just talking about those people that stand up here and preach the word. We're all priests. The scripture says that we are of a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. So each and every one of us that is in this building and that's listening through the Facebook, we are all priests if you are a part of the body of Christ. So he said, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between porch and altar. Meaning, get on our face and pray. Let us pray before God. Let us worship. Hallelujah. Let us get before the Lord and pray for the church. He said, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach. These ministers, they went and they got down and they prayed for the people of God. And that's what he wants us to do. Verse 18 says, then will the Lord be jealous for the land and pity his people. Verse 19, yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, behold, I will, listen, behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil and ye shall be satisfied therewith, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. Okay, so here's what, what, what I, I've heard different people say. Now, this ain't a part of the dream, but this is what I've heard different people say. Um, some of the unsaved people, they, they, they are questioning when they come into the church during this time of COVID because they see people in masks, they was like, what, they don't believe? want to say that question has come up 
that question has come up because no matter what church or wherever they go, they are seeing this. And so you have the heathen saying, well, wait a minute, I thought they believed. What did this say? It says, behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye, be, and ye shall be satisfied therewith, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. That's deep. I, okay, that, that's deep. Because not only that, put, put the, that out the way. When you are on your job and they expect you to act differently and you don't act differently, then it becomes a reproach to them. So when we ask for new wine, when we ask for wine, he said you will be satisfied. Verse 21, let's drop down. We're, we're going to wrap this up, y'all. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do what? Let's read it one more time. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do what? Great things. He's going to do great things. Verse 23, be glad, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the, form, the formal rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the formal rain and the latter rain in the first month. And I'm trying to go through this a little bit quicker. Verse 24, and the floors, and the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with what? And the fat shall overflow with what? Verse 25, and I will restore to you the years the locust has eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the pommel worm, my great army which I sent among you, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God. Now, for those of us who have felt empty, and, and, and when you're in your leisure time, just read through all of it, through 29. Because he talks about how he's going to pour out his spirit. For those of us who have felt empty, the Lord is telling us when we position ourselves and we pray and we command and ask for the new wine to come from heaven, he's going to fill us and he's going to satisfy us. Amen? And then that is going to start that fire roaring again. Now, the last part of the dream. Then I went back to check on the communion again. Everyone was gone. Oh, no, before I go there, there was a cell phone, right, with my mom's voice that came out and said we went to another church. What God has showed me with that, my, the, the voice of my mother represented the source. The source. And the church... What, what God was saying, I'm going to read it to you just like he gave me. He said, the church has moved into a new era. Like when the spirit of God moved out of the temple. Remember when Jesus was crucified, he moved, the spirit of God came out of the temple and dwelt among men. A new era is where a time period, a certain time period is starting based on a, a, um, a, 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 a big event. So the event at that time was Jesus crucified. 
what happened, the church was birthed. The other thing that we can see is Azusa Street, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now we have experienced another big event, COVID, right? Worldwide pandemic. Now God is getting ready to move in another era. It's coming. In fact, it's already started. It's coming. He's moving in a new era. He, it, we're in a new era of the church. The Holy Spirit is being poured out. Now, when I went back at the end of the dream, I said to them, I said to them, they're gone, so we should leave. In other words, our position, we have to change. Don't stay in the old. Don't stay in the old. If you go to um, Luke chapter 5, write this down. You need to study this. Luke chapter 5, verses 33 through 39, that's where Jesus was telling them. He said, I can't put new wine in old wineskins. He was dealing with their thought processes. The Pharisees and, and came to him. Uh, and it says they in Luke, he said, why do the Pharisees, the disciples of the Pharisees fast and the disciples of John fast, but your disciples are not fasting. And Jesus said to them, he said, look, he said, as long as the bridegroom is with them, they ain't got no need to fast. Meaning that as long as they're intimate with the groom, because they're the bride, they're the church, they ain't no need to fast because I'm right here with them. But he said, there will come a time when I'm gone. The groom is gone. He's in heaven. But the church, the bride is here. And this is why we fast today. But he said, look, I cannot pour new wine in old wineskins, meaning your thoughts process has to change. If I give you the new wine, you're going to burst. The Pharisees was talking to the Messiah, the one that they had read about, the one that they went to school to learn about. These were educated people in the word of God. They knew the Messiah was coming, but they're right there in the face of the Messiah talking to him and didn't recognize him as the Messiah. Because their mind was so torn up and so hooked up with that spirit of religion, they couldn't even see the Messiah when he was right there. That's why we cannot allow that religion to be in our life, that, that spirit to be in our lives. They, couldn't, they didn't even know. They didn't recognize him. And he told them, he said, I can't give you the new wine because if I give it to you, you're just going to pop. You ain't going to know what to do with it. So we got to know what to do with it. People of God, we got to know what to do with it. And in order for us to know what to do with it, we have to get on our face and we have to change. He started out saying, we have got to change. Or else we will not know what to do with that new wave of glory. My God. I want to participate in the new wave of new wave of glory. What about y'all? I I I um. Lord, I bless you. I thank you. I mean that that 
when God showed me that and I, it took me some days, y'all. It took me some days that I really had to get before the Lord to say, God, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Talk to me because I want to be in the new wine. I want to drink of the new wine. I want to move forward with you. I don't expect the old. I expect the new. Expect the new. Expect the new. Stand to y'all feet. Thank y'all for hanging out with me a little long. <laughs> Sorry about that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of those things that, that the Lord was showing me, I was like, Lord, okay. <laughs> I had to go back to Jeremiah and read it. <laughs> I did, but God is good. God is good. Amen. Are we, um, as I look over the crowd, I believe we're all saved, sanctified, born again. <laughs>